0: This is Other Voices. We're listening to varied views from local people who might otherwise not be heard. I'm Melissa Hale Spencer, editor of the Altamont Enterprise, which focuses on Albany County, New York. I'm talking to Brian Barr of Gilderland, a retired social worker and the son and grandson of police officers, Barr was one of five people recognized as a community bridge builder at the inaugural award ceremony held by ALERT, the Albany Law Enforcement Resolution Team. The not-for-profit was founded by Pastor David Trainum in 2015 after Michael Brown Jr., a black man, was shot by a white police officer in Ferguson, Missouri. Trainham felt it was just a matter of time before a similar incident would happen in Albany and he wanted to bring law enforcement together with a community to have one city united. So the program in question is called ALERT and that's an acronym for Albany Law Enforcement Resolution Team and the award that Brian got is called the bridge builder award so brian could you just tell us a little about alert what the organization is and how you got involved with it
1: well i, I will and again thank you so much for inviting me to to speak uh and talk about this program and the award uh truly is an award really not so much uh, about me. It is about ALERT, which, as you say, stands for the Albany Law Enforcement Resolution Team, with a big, big emphasis on on team. And uh, it was founded, uh, ALERT was founded in 2015. And uh, it was founded by Pastor David Cranum. And uh, the pastor and his wife, Pastor Brenda um, have been the uh, pastors of a church called New Horizon in Albany, New York. And uh, the pastor is a lifelong Albanian. And um, he uh, has had a, a great commitment to the the notion of peace and harmony and looking for a means, a method to bring about a harmony and peace amongst people and uh, basically looking for a way to reduce, eliminate tensions between law enforcement and in people, people of goodwill. And uh, we know that we live in a a time of of terrible, terrible tensions and and, and terrible strain and stress between uh, individuals in in the community and in our law enforcement agents. And there's not just likely there, there are frequent blow ups and, increased escalations of, of tension and horrible incidents of violence. And it seems regardless of what we do, they continue and uh, just become more incendiary than than ever. Uh, out of this, this uh, method, uh, and now an organization called Alert, has sprung up. And... Uh, I have been involved in it since the, the beginning, 2015. And uh, our, our purpose uh, is to, to come together, a group of interested citizens, um, people with a particular uh, love for, for the city, uh, for, for the city of Albany. Many of us uh, that were born, uh, worked, uh, lived in, in Albany, uh, myself, uh, who has been a, a residence of uh, the town of Gilderland, uh, however, worked uh, in Albany, made my, my living uh, at a place called LaSalle School in Albany. And uh, <clears throat> in working with law enforcement agencies, this is uh, sort of the unique piece of this. Uh, and, and we brought together uh, community citizens with law enforcement agencies. Um, And when I say law enforcement agencies, I I mean every bit of law enforcement agencies. The Albany police. The district attorney's office. um, The FBI. um, The sheriff's office. um, You you, you name it, uh, the Law, law, legal assistance that uh, that are involved in this public defender's office Uh, on through every legal office you can think of has become part of this initiative, working with the community players in terms of sitting at the table, talking about ways that we can interact and that we can find a method of knowing each other in a way that if and when the tensions upset occurs, people aren't just relating to an office, a name, they're relating to one another as human beings because they have met each other, they know each other, and uh, in many ways, they've done something together. And I'll get to that in a minute. The key is relationship. That there's a relationship, we're not just unknown entities, but we know one another. uh, So that there's a basis of at least the seed of. I think it's probably going too far to say trust because you you don't trust somebody when you just meet them. You've got to build something, but at least there's the beginning of a, a. a building block. I, at least I know this people, not this person. And I've met this person under a circumstance that isn't adversarial. At least it's on neutral ground. And uh, this is really, this is the essence of, of alert. in um, how we've been doing, how we've been doing this is sitting down at the table together and uh, really, really getting to know one another and planning things. Uh, we have, for example, a yearly uh, law enforcement summit where uh, law enforcement will, will come together and they'll put on a, a, a summit at a place uh, in the city where uh, citizens can submit an agenda and they can come in and they can talk about uh, things that they want addressed uh, legal. Uh, issues that uh, they're finding problems with and we have a conversation and we talk about it and uh, people can raise questions and they can converse with uh, the chief of police Uh, they can raise uh, issues Uh, we've had the the university uh, uh, security uh, that have been at the table Uh, the DA has been at the table and talk about uh, these kinds of things in a non-adversarial way, um, a terribly important uh, uh, process. Uh, also, uh, we have uh, what we call a uh, uh, an event at the latter part of the summer, down in uh, uh, the middle of Albany, uh, Washington Park, that uh, we're able, thanks to the uh, city of Albany and thanks to. Uh, the mayor and the uh, folks to to be, the Albany police, they give us a piece of the the park, Washington Park, where we're able to, with a sort of a carnival atmosphere, we're able to put on a uh, uh, a afternoon program, morning afternoon afternoon program, we call it the Albany City Challenge, where uh, the young people can come in And uh, we have games and uh, we then have booths, social service agencies put on booths and they have uh, informational pamphlets and the police are there with uh, sometimes the horse, the state police bring their horse in and uh, they they have their uh, DWI stuff and what have you. But it's a carnival like uh, atmosphere and uh, tug of war pull with the rope and what have you. The people in an informal atmosphere get to talk with one another and they get to exchange uh, uh, conversations and what have you. But it's just a way of starting to, to get something rolling that's easy and comfortable. And uh, uh, it, it's the start of something uh, that may develop into something significant. Um, also, we have a quality of life uh, that alert is very, very important. Uh, instrumental in 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 doing the last couple of years in uh, all the housing projects. Uh, What we do is uh, law enforcement, again, is uh, instrumental in working with uh, some of the key uh, uh, service agencies. Uh, In fact, September 21st, I think we're going down to uh, uh, senior housing. Uh, I know the agency that I happen to be the uh, president of Senior Hope Counseling, uh, and we're going to uh, make ourselves available to talk to the to the folks about uh, issues having to do with substance abuse disorder. Uh, we're going to have a program on opioid uh, uh, issues, and also a program on uh, what one does uh, if they come across a situation where somebody is uh, struggling for. Uh, for for, um, uh, for the breath or life-sustaining uh, measures and how to respond to that. And uh, we'll be there, and then we'll be going to some of the other uh, housing projects uh, for a couple of months, making sure that we cover everybody. But uh, thanks to the police and the uh, cooperation of the uh, uh, housing authority, we're going to be able to, to do that. Uh, so these are just some of the... Uh, 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 tangible ways that we're trying to get at some of the uh, quality of life issues but it, these are tangible things but uh, throughout the year uh, our our effort through this uh, bridge builder and the other part of the award ceremony was community champions are people who are being encouraged to go out of their way to interact with citizens and law enforcement uh, in a spirit of partnership uh, recognizing that the only way that we're going to do anything about turning down uh, the violent atmosphere that seems to be getting cultivated is bringing this spirit of cooperation and partnership and a recognition that we're one city united is through person to person interaction and uh, uh, this will come about uh, but we truly truly have to uh, uh, capture the spirit of all of us and we're going to do that one by one and uh, this is the uh, the purpose of alert and uh, uh, we've been told that uh, in new york state this is the only program of its kind that has been sustained year after year.
0: Well, it uh, certainly is an unusual program and you've answered so many of my questions already by this really wonderful description. I um, first ran across um, the Reverend David Trainham at a prayer session that Uh, Albany County Executive Daniel McCoy had hosted in the wake of the uprising after George Floyd's death. And he spoke so eloquently. I can quote to you what he said. He said, I've been saying for the last week, this is just after this uprising in Albany, after uh, the murder of Mr. Floyd, you will never understand the plight of African-Americans unless you walk in our shoes. The society, he said, is layered with systemic racism. But then, and this is what gave me real hope, because I'm a white person, you're a white person, um, you know, we can't understand because we haven't been in those shoes. But then he said, our city, state, and nation is in the process of healing. We're like a mother that has been in labor for over 200 years. And now the baby is ready to come forth. And when the baby comes forth, the joy of this child is going to supplant all of the hurt, the pain, the hatred, and heartache that we have experienced. And it just seemed like that was such a hopeful message at that time, yes. but I didn't know about Alert or his founding of that. And I'm just wondering how the unrest, um, how your group has been dealing with that and, and just this um, escalation of shootings in the streets of Albany, what what do you see as your role in such a difficult time?
1: Well, I'm awfully glad you raised that uh, uh, because uh, it, it's such a it's a, such a vital uh, uh, burning question really and and when you bring the pastor's quote, i've heard him say that before I've read that that quote uh, he he's a man of such a uh, such a enormous, uh, an enormous strength in, in, in wisdom. Uh, I love being around him, and I, I love to to work with him. And uh, probably the most significant uh, individual that I've had the opportunity to uh, to be in association with. Uh, I, I truly uh, love this man. Um, and his his take on race relations, is just enormously meaningful. Uh, and he sees through so much of the the outer uh, craziness that we get into when it comes to talking about racial uh, racial uh, racial troubles. He uh, cuts right through it. Um, just wonderful, wonderful. He must have been uh, a marvelous pastor at New Horizons. The folks that had him for those twenty years, and his uh, lovely wife, Pastor Brenda, were truly blessed to have his uh, his guidance those uh, those twenty years. But uh, the the thing that uh, the pastor brings to this this uh, you know I I call it I hesitate to call it a movement. Alert, but in many ways, it it, it is. Uh, it is. It's not going to instantly go away. The troubles we have on the street, we're not instantly going to 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 wash the hearts of uh, of us people of uh, the disturbance that is within us that causes these terrible acts of uh, aggression against one another i mean that that's for sure uh, we, we just can't trick ourselves into thinking that's going to happen and and the pastor uh doesn't doesn't promote that uh even though some people would uh, uh, like to uh uh, sort of squeeze that out of uh, the purpose of alert or the purpose of any uh, civil rights movement to get that as uh, that that's uh, what you're supposed to do if you're of any uh, any merit. Uh, he doesn't take that approach, recognizes that this is going to take time and it's not going to happen overnight. Uh And and he brings that type of thinking to the table. And as a result, I think the people who are part of this since 2015 recognize and realize the sensibility and the reasonableness of the approach that this isn't some half-baked notion that we're out there uh, in. Next month, all of a sudden, uh, these incidents that have been taking place for God knows how long are all of a sudden going to vaporize. Uh, That's not that's not our approach. This is work. Uh, It's darn hard work. And it's going to come about by people of goodwill and people uh, that are willing to pay a price. And uh, uh, that price is is, Melissa, I don't know if there's any way of sharing with the, the folks, the people uh, that are re- receiving this recognition, the bridge builder. I mean, I'm just so, uh, I don't know why I'm on here, because these people are just enormously uh, gifted and gracious people, give of their time. And they, you know, they're, they're really not high profile people. And um, the, the community champions and the bridge builders, but these are real hardworking people, and and they're just doing things unrecognised in the community. But they're out there, and you can count them on them being there, there tomorrow, uh, and and the day after tomorrow. Uh, they're just people that do, and uh, and and they do. <laughs> they're that kind of people. But, you know, you won't see them in the newspaper or anything like that. Uh, but they're the kind of people that you can, uh, you can count on them. Uh, if, you know, you need a cup of coffee and uh, you're not feeling well or something, they're the one that will get up from the table and get you a cup of coffee or a drink of water uh, because they're servants. Uh, and they're the ones, uh, if there's a riot going on, uh, they're the ones that would have the, the temperate word. Uh, they're the ones who would do something to, to settle it down uh, as best they can. Uh, we had uh, at, at this uh, award ceremony, uh, Melissa, I, I wish you could have been there. We didn't, there wasn't uh, really much media presence. Uh, you know, there was a fellow from the Albany police who's always there with the pictures and, but uh I, I don't know it wasn't uh, media uh, uh,
0: well we're reaching but- people now and I'd like to set aside your modesty and humbleness for a moment and just talk about you um, just reading through the uh, the website if people want to look at it has a Biography of each of the people that were given an award, and it does give you just a wide idea of the ver- the the different the diversity of people involved. There's Diana Mancini at U Albany, Lillian Garland, um, yeah, Mickey Jimenez, yeah, look, who's um, the- on the Capital District Latinos. I mean, it's just a, a really nice variety of people. But your biography starts out. By saying something about you, I didn't know. You grew up in Pine Hills, the son of a state trooper. And I wonder if you could just talk a little about your growing up and what it was like to be the son of a trooper. What? Just tell us a little about your father. And, you know, oh. you here you are on this task force working with law enforcement. What, what's your perspective from your upbringing? What was your father like?
1: Oh well, that's a, that's an interesting uh, because you know it's funny how uh, life will come around in circles, isn't it? Uh, you're too young to realize this, but as you get a little older, uh, you'll realize that life comes around in circles. But uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, my uh, my grandfather was an Albany cop. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he's an Albany cop. So I really. Uh, In many ways, I really do belong on this task force. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my my uh, my grandpa was an Albany policeman and then my dad became a state trooper for uh, 33 years. Uh, And my uh, son uh, is a cop in the uh, Air Force. So, yeah, I do have a strong police background. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, growing up in the home of a, a trooper, was uh certainly different than a lot of people's experience uh and uh so I'm used to being around the uh, uh, police and uh it's it's really nice uh, working with them um uh it does give me a, a lens uh that is different than than a, a lot of people's so I'm glad that I'm on this uh this task force, because being a social worker, uh, I certainly have a lot of experience with uh, human behavior and a lot of experience with, uh, people who have authority problems, people who, uh, uh, find themselves in contentious situations. Uh, my whole life has been devoted to, uh, uh, to these kinds of, uh, difficulties. And, uh, Uh, from the uh, policeman's point of view, and uh, the uh, tensions and and stresses that they live under every day, uh, putting that uniform on and walking out the door and not knowing, uh, even on their way to work, what's going to happen to them, uh, and then coming home, uh, and then wanting to, to drop that Armor that they have to surround themselves with—it's a—it's a different life, than uh, the civilian leads. That's that's for very sure, and in uh, you and the, your family pay a price for it. So uh, you need when you're thinking about uh, relations with the public, uh, an added uh, an added. Uh, level of sensitivity in, in dealing, dealing with the police, um, that I think, uh, is very helpful to, uh, managing expectations. Uh, one of the things that, uh, Pastor Trainum did, uh, in one of our sessions, which we'll, we'll build out and we'll do more of it. And it's terribly, terribly important. Uh, we had a session where the, police and the community members shared with one another uh, their backgrounds, uh, particularly those of us that were born and bred in Albany. And as we did that, it was amazing how we started out not knowing one another, but as we talked about uh, where we were born and where we went to school, where we shopped, uh, where we recreated, uh, who we knew, et cetera, et cetera, that that wide distance got closer and closer and closer. And it's, it's amazing that we, in spite of ourselves, got a, a, a closeness that was unimaginable.
0: Hmm. That's fascinating. Seven me, degrees. Yeah. What community is all about, isn't it? Right. Well, another thing, because you mentioned where we went to school, I see from your biography you went to Vincentian, Christian yeah. Brothers Academy, St. Michael's College, and Boston College, and I'm wondering if you could just talk a little... Not so much about the role your education has had in your approach to life and to this kind of project that you're working on, but your religion. You know, I see the Catholic schooling as a common thread. How how is that played into both shaping who you are, but also informing this kind of work? Because here, David Traingham came to it from a religious perspective as well, I would assume.
1: Yes. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah.
0: So tell us about yourself and your how your Catholicism or your schooling anyway in in a Catholic tradition has has shaped you and your work here.
1: Oh. Well. Uh, uh, of course. Uh, it is me. Um I mean, it is me. Uh, I'm uh, uh, part and parcel of uh, of of all that. Uh, it's the uh, uh, probably the tool that took the the piece of clay and and molded me uh, in into being the person I am today. Uh, I'm a social worker, uh, being a social worker. Uh, It just fit into uh, all that uh, that you just mentioned in terms of my background. It just all, you know, kind of chipped off uh, what didn't fit all fit because of all those educational uh, experiences. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, I think I might have mentioned to you once an AFSC, which is an affiliated uh, brother of the Christian schools, which uh, is, you know, one of the most uh, uh, highly honored uh, recognitions that someone like me could, could ever receive. It's a, a recognition by the brothers of the Christian schools um, that they confer on a layman. Um, which is just, uh, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful, uh, uh, spiritual recognition. So, I mean, that's just a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. And, uh, you know, I really cherish that. Uh, but that, uh, that all is, as I said, that is, that is me. So, uh, everything and anything that I do, uh, That is worthwhile, I I attribute to all those uh, uh, Catholic experiences or Christian experiences uh, that lead me to do this kind of work.
0: So I'm so distressed because we're out of time already, and there were so many things I wanted to ask you. But do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners, either about your own calling, I would term it, for this kind of work, or about... um, what might be done by people listening if they wanted to join in i know i i listened to a video uh, from the pastor where he was saying anyone that wants to can join into this task force and contribute either resources (laughs) monetarily or themselves so i don't know if you have any closing thoughts that that would be pertinent
1: well first of all you know i I'm talking too much. I don't usually talk this much, but, you know, I guess it's my, I'm supposed to, because you're interviewing me. So I'm supposed to talk. I can't sit here and listen to you because I'm not, you know, but that's usually what I do. I usually listen here. I'm talking all this much. So this is a bit of an effort for me. Uh, so anyway, uh, in terms of, uh, uh, yeah, I, I talked to the pastor today in uh, I mean this. Uh, I don't like to get caught up in in one person. I'm not a uh, a fan type person to get caught up in the the uh, 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 the wake of uh, of an individual. But the the past really is a pretty pretty unusual guy, and I think he's got a a dead beat on on this in terms of relations in uh, As far as getting along and really trying to de-escalate what's taking place, uh, it's pretty realistic. And alert, I think, is—it's uh, it, not—it's not magic, uh, but it's a really good way of bringing, working towards bringing peace and harmony in in our communities. Uh, and I would suggest, uh, if anything, I've said here. Uh, What's anybody's appetite that we make a call to alert, send an email, and suggest that you might want to get involved. And I'll tell you another thing about uh, the pastor. Uh, he and his wife, I mean, they just couldn't keep up being the, uh, the pastors to New Horizon and do this alert work. I mean, he does this in there's no uh, uh, financial remuneration for it and uh, he's not a fundraiser uh, this this individual. So I don't know I don't know how he's supporting himself. So somebody who knows how to write grants or knows how to do something about raising money so th- this guy uh, is able to continue the work. if anybody has any ideas about that, you know, please uh, please pass them along to them because uh, uh, somehow you gotta uh, feed the uh, uh, feed the, the person who's out there doing doing the God's work uh, so that I do have a, a suggestion or a recommendation on we've got to help the community Uh And me, I'm lucky I have two nickels to rub together. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm in not much of a better shape than he is. (laughs) Thank God, thank good, because I I get along. But (laughs) if I had, I sure would write the (laughs) check. Yeah.
0: Well, on that.
1: My wife always used to say, You're one to talk.
0: well it's nice to end such a serious conversation on a note of laughter so well, thank you're you good thank you Brian Barr
1: well I thank you
0: <laughs> in this time of polarization we provide a place where you can listen to other voices hear real people who have ideas that may enlighten and inspire you that may help you understand something in a new way To suggest our next guest, email news at altamontenterprise.com or call me at 518-861-4026, extension 102. To support the enterprise, consider a subscription to altamontenterprise.com slash subscribe.